The trade deadline is less than a month away, February 8th. And the Golden State Warriors traditionally, at least in this uh, Steve Kerr era, the dynasty era, they've normally not been very active during the trade deadline. I know the Gary Payton the second trade happened recently, but that's the exception, not the norm. But this season has been a cluster F-bomb. Clearly, a move needs to happen. Even the team admits it. And the question is, what's this trade going to be that's likely going to happen in the next few weeks? Well, I did some research, and my research involved not only what players out there are available, and this was <clears throat> excuse me, based largely on media members in various markets reporting whether or not these players are available, and whether or not the player is a good fit for the Warriors, too. There's also pragmatism involved. Uh, the players mentioned are not going to be guards, because that's not who the Warriors are going to pursue. They need a big, they might need a wing, whatever they need, they need help. And we're going to talk about who that help might be next. Thank you for the live audience for your patience. Let's get into it. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network, and that's FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And you can follow me, Cyrus Sauces, on threads at dogwild. That handle also applies to my Instagram account. And folks, happy early middle of the week. It is Tuesday, January 9th. The trade deadline is officially less than a month away. And before we get to that, uh, today was a press conference day at the Golden State Warriors practice facilities in Chase Center. Draymond Green has been in the news a lot, but I, I, I watched the press conference. I listened to his answers. There's nothing new to report, folks. Uh, in my humble opinion, that is a tired subject. I'm all about what we're going to see on the court with Draymond Green. Now, what I can tell you uh, from what's been reported is that he is clear to play. Uh, the medical staff has said he's good to go. Uh, he's been cleared for scrimmaging. He's cleared for full for uh, full contact. And it's now up to the team to decide when he's ready to actually play uh, real minutes on the basketball court. So when that's going to happen, it could be a week from now. It could be two weeks from now. I'm personally very curious in terms of the minute distribution. Whose minutes will Draymond take away? My hope is that Draymond will offensively be back to his traditional point guard position so that we're not seeing Steve Kerr using minutes on a player like Corey Joseph. Look, if you watch this show, if you're an everydayer, you know I love Brandon Pajemski. He belongs. He's the future of this team. Him and Kaminga represent a potential one-two dynamic punch. I'm thrilled about what the next 10, 15 years could bring for this organization just with those two alone. Corey Joseph getting minutes is absurd. It's it's literally PTSD from a year ago with Ty Jerome, except Corey Joseph 
can actually play NBA basketball, but even still, he's not enough. And uh, so, so what I'm hoping for is when Draymond Green comes back, that he will take up point guard minutes and that we also see a higher usage rate from Draymond Green. Draymond Green used to be the de facto point guard on this team offensively, but for some reason for the last year and a half, we haven't seen him take on that role as much. I would like to see more of that again. I mean, he's he's a fantastic facilitator, but I digress. That's the Draymond Green talk. And before we get into the list of players that have compiled that the Warriors could trade for, um, let's hear first hear from Steve Kerr from today's press conference. I thought Steve was saying far more interesting things than Draymond Green. And one question that came up that I want to play before we get into all the available players is uh, what Kerr's outlook is in terms of the trade deadline. Um, would Steve Kerr even discuss the trade deadline? Tim Kawakami asked him that question. Let's hear what Steve Kerr has to say. Obviously, bigger issues at stake, but there is a countdown towards February 8th, less, less than a month. Uh, whenever he's back, presumably, you know, it's not too long from now. Do you feel like there's going to be enough time to assess what this team is like with him out there, what this team needs, what this team might have to do? Um is that enough time to assess everything? Yeah, yeah. We've we've had plenty of time to assess uh, the team uh, this year and the last couple of years. Um, I, I I think um, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Steve, how do you assess the oh, pace? Sorry about that. The team is that playing that's a, that was the answer. That was the answer. So it, it, there's no doubt I, in my mind. There is no doubt, I think, in a lot of people's minds, there is going to be a trade that's happening. Steve Kerr just said right there that there is no more evaluating needed. Now, who's the odd man out? Steve Kerr also said in that same press conference, I'm not going to bore you with the, with the sound, that the experiment of trying out Kaminga and Wiggins is essentially over. It doesn't work. Now, what really doesn't work is Wiggins with anyone. His, his net rating this year is, is utterly abysmal. Andrew Wiggins for the season. Uh, is averaging 11.9 points per game. Andrew Wiggins on the year is shooting under 30% from three. His uh, He's averaging 4.2 rebounds per game. His overall shooting percentage is 42.2%. Defensively, I'm not even seeing much there. I, I, he's routinely getting beat off the dribble. He's, he's become a step slow. And I'm not trying to pile on Andrew Wiggins, but... All the problems with this Warriors team this year, it starts there. It starts with Wiggins basically no-showing on the season. Inexplicable. Uh, I don't. Again, I've, I've asked a lot of other people, I've asked you, the audience, if anyone can recollect another situation in NBA history where a player in his 20s has experienced this level of a precipitous fall. Can't think of one. Andrew Wiggins turns 29 years old next month, and he looks like a 39-year-old uh, who's at the tail end of his career. It's sad. And the why of that is a huge mystery, whether it's mileage on the tires, whether it's uh, you know disproving of the Jordan Poole trade, him and Poole are friends, whether it's just a, a general distaste and disinterest in the game of basketball. I've heard behind the scenes... It's not a passion of his like it is for a lot of other players, or at least it, it no longer is. So whatever the case may be, Andrew Wiggins and his huge contract uh, where he's got three more years after the season, that's going to be the piece that moves. All right. Now, the question is, 
what can you get back for Andrew Wiggins? Not much. Okay. He's his, his trade value has plummeted uh, for obvious reasons because his game has struggled so much. So when you trade Wiggins, you're going to have to give something up on top of that to get something back. And, and the Wiggins piece of this is going to be used mostly to match salaries, right? So, so when in just a moment, when we start getting into the four tiers that I have created uh, for what players are available in a trade, um, keep that part of it in mind, that all these trades are, are likely going to involve Andrew Wiggins as a piece. If you watched or listened to last night's show with Kylan Mills, we told you that Joe Lacob does not have any intent of trading Jonathan Kaminga. That's a huge relief for me. Um, but what another player who was also drafted with Kaminga, Moses Moody, that likely is a piece that's going to be traded. Do I want him traded? Hell no. In my perfect world, the team moves on from Steve Kerr now, gets a, gets a new coach in who actually wants to work with the youngsters, and we start entering the next phase of the Golden State Warriors organization. But because Steve Kerr is still there, Steve Kerr still thinks this team could win a title this year. I'm not entirely disagreeing with him on that, but there needs to be a fundamental change uh, in philosophy and approach. And one of those changes has to be Andrew Wiggins being out of the picture. Uh, he's turned into a complete albatross for this team. And, uh, and he's likely going to be the piece that gets moved. So when we come back, I'm going to reveal to you all the players that I researched uh, who are available on the trade market and who could be a good fit for the Golden State Warriors. I'm also going to reveal to you what the cost will be uh, to acquire these players. I'm going to, and there again, there's four tiers. And whether you agree with them or not, that is your prerogative. But I'll tell you this in the research that I've conducted again, each one of these players are hypothetically available, meaning uh, media members in the local respective markets have made it clear. And in some of these instances, I reached out to uh, a local sources myself to confirm if these players are, in fact, available for a deal. So every name that I give you when we come back uh, is a player that the Warriors could theoretically attain. The question is, will they match the price that's asking of them? And are the Warriors interested in them? Because I cannot read Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s thoughts, obviously. So that's coming up next. Uh, and I, again, I hope you folks are satisfied with what I've come up with for my research. Let's first get into our, our first uh, sponsor of the evening. And that is FanDuel. Again, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And the, the NFL season is officially done. The San Francisco 49ers are the number one seed in the NFC. I get giddy just thinking about that. They have a very legitimate shot at winning a Super Bowl. And you have a legitimate shot at winning some money betting on them and betting on all of the action. Uh, as the postseason is here, and it, there's still time for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets whether you win or lose all you have to do is place a five dollar bet and regardless of what happens with that bet they're going to give you 150 bucks that is an incredible promo and with that 150 dollars you can uh enjoy live same game parlays you can find bets in their new explore tab FanDuel uh, has their own parlay hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays. 
there the amount of options to choose from to to bet from is endless and is fun enjoy the number one sports book in this country visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup fanduel the official partner of the nfl you are locked on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day you know, the Locked On Podcast Network has its own national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Ooh, Armand Singh in the chat. Really quickly before we get into this, says there's a rumor circulating. I'd love to know where you heard this rumor that Wiggins is going to get traded for Seth Curry of the Mavericks. I would love that personally. You have to throw some other pieces in there to make the salaries work. Um, and, and hello there, by the way. Kylan Mills will be back with me tomorrow night uh, for the Warriors and Pelicans post game. Want to quickly mention as well, Kevin Dana is going to be joining the show early tomorrow. Uh, to talk about the Warriors' young pieces, besides the obvious ones, because he's the play-by-play -play voice of the G League Santa Cruz Warriors. <clears throat> Excuse me. He used to be a, a regular part of this program. He is so busy nowadays, so we don't get to uh, see him or enjoy his content that much, but I digress. All right, let's get into it. Um, once upon a time recently, I played some music on this show. No one liked it, so there will be no music based on the limited catalog that I, I could actually use without violating copyright, so we'll have no sound. For this segment, there's going to be four tiers that I'm going to be presenting to you. All right. Tier one. Let me actually get my graphic out of here so this looks better. Uh, there we go. So tier one is, in other words, in this first tier, if you're if the Warriors are going to trade for these players, you're going to have to give up a ton of draft picks. Now, real fast, I also researched what the Warriors have in terms of their draft capital. This is moving forward all the way to 2030, okay? The Warriors have no draft picks next year. Um, they traded their first-round pick. Uh, it, it, unless the pick falls to one through four, it is protected for the top four picks, but otherwise they lose their pick. Um, and then their second-round pick is also was traded away a while ago. And I actually forgot, it's to Portland. I'm sorry, the Portland Trailblazers have their first round pick for next year. Uh, in 2025, the Warriors own their own first round pick. Uh, they also own the Charlotte Hornets second round pick uh, that's protected 31 through 55. And they and if they don't get that pick, um, they might get, I believe, the Washington Wizards pick. It's a little convoluted and confused there. But no, they have their own first round pick. So And they could trade that. 2026, they own their own first-round pick. They can trade that. Uh, they own Atlanta's second-round pick. That's unprotected. You could trade that. Um, and then the Warriors owe their own second-round pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So both the, the Warriors have two picks in 2026 that can trade. Their first-rounder and the Atlanta Hawks' second-rounder. 2027, they own their own first-round pick. And then the Washington Wizards own their second-round pick. So the Warriors have... A first rounder in 2027, they could trade. They also have a first rounder in 2028, they can trade. 
Uh, they also own the Atlanta Hawks second round pick in 2028. That's unprotected. So you can trade that. And then the Portland Trailblazers own the Warriors uh, second round pick in 2028. In 2029, they own their first and second round pick. So they can trade either of those. And then in 2030, uh, the Warriors uh, own their own first round pick. If it is selections one through 20, if it falls out of that range, the pick goes to the Washington Wizards. So in other words, 2020, 2030 is not a pick you can deal. So in, in tier one, there's only one player that uh, that is in tier one, and that is Utah Jazz forward center, Lori Markinen. Uh, I actually reached out to a source within the Utah Jazz just to find out, is he even available, all right? Because a lot of people are clamoring for Lori Markinen. I'm hearing his name, all right? And I, I decided to get a little curious. I got curious myself. I'm sorry. I was thinking to myself, is he actually available? Yes. The cost will be exorbitant. I believe uh, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski or Shams. Well, somebody reported recently that it would take five first-round picks. I don't know if that's true. Um, my guess is you could probably get away with it if you trade three of them, maybe four. Uh, maybe you do three first-round picks and a pick swap. You got to. You probably gonna have to throw Moses Moody in there. Um, I don't know if you can get away with trading Andrew Wiggins for Laurie Markkinen. You may have to trade uh, Chris Paul uh, to make salaries work. But regardless, Laurie Markkinen is available. You just have to give up the farm. Now, if you give up the farm, and that doesn't include giving up important pieces for this year's team, the question could be raised: Is acquiring Laurie Markkinen enough to win a title? And possibly, I mean, I, the only thing about Lori Markinen that I'm not sure about, and yeah, Wordman, you are correct. Lori Markinen's making 18 mil, so they'd have to also include some pieces. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't include that one. Uh, and by the way, SG Sports Talk and anyone else, if you ever want me to come on your show, email me, warriors24pod at gmail.com. Don't ask me during the show, please. Uh, worst time to ask. Um, so, yes, Lori Markinen for this season, I have all their salaries as well. He makes 18 million this year. So the Jazz would probably have to include something as well to make the salaries work. You can make that happen. All right, that's those are the those are the details that um, would not get in the way of the Golden State Warriors. But Lori Markkinen is if he if he is a, a player who, in my opinion, is a difference maker that could give Steph, that could give Clay, Dre, the, the whole the whole crew have been there from the beginning. If they can get a fifth championship by acquiring Lori Markkinen, go for it. But if it's an uncertainty, if that's a maybe, that's a that's your entire future you're mortgaging uh, for a player who I don't know can stand up defensively with some of the elite bigs in this game. And Laurie Markkinen, by the way, is the only player in Tier One. So uh, that's that's uh, that's 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 Tier One for you right there. Is Laurie Markkinen? Um, there are four tiers for this. All right. So the rest of the there's going to be a lot more players to come. And I'm going to read off the rest of the players in just a moment um, after I give some love to who's our other sponsor for this day, BetterHelp. Uh, that's a very important one. Uh, when we get into the sponsors, I'm going to give I'm going to name all the rest of the names when we come back uh, from this break. Uh, but first and foremost, let's talk about BetterHelp and let's talk about how important mental health is. Uh, today's uh, show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA and get on your way to being your best self. 
And look, it's I personally have a strong distaste for anyone who applies a stigma to seeking help for any mental issues. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, your brain is an organ that sometimes needs to be fixed that might have some issues. And whether that's through medication, whether that's through therapy, whatever it is, it's okay to seek help for mental health problems. And what BetterHelp does for you is they make it easy. It's virtual, so you don't have to waste gas money. You don't have to waste time driving to an office. If for any reason, even though you shouldn't feel this way, but if for any reason you do feel uncomfortable with the idea of someone seeing you go uh, uh, physically to go see a mental health specialist, you could do it right from home. Uh, they offer thousands upon thousands of therapists so that let's say you find a therapist and it's not working out. And that happens quite regularly. That happens frequently. And it's a very important part of the mental health process is actually finding a therapist that you're comfortable with, that, that feels like a good fit for you. So keep cycling through them until you find someone that you like and better help will guide you through that process. And in some cases, they, they accept insurance. But regardless, this world is hard. And even if it's if if it's an issue like my, mild anxiety, uh, you know, you can't sleep at night, what, whatever the issue is that's bothering you, go seek out BetterHelp. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. NBA. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day for the everydayers. Again, we're back at it tomorrow with Kevin Dana. That's early. And then following the game against the Pelicans, the final uh, game of the Warriors seven game homestand. Kylan Mills will be back with me for a post-game show. But, folks, I know you're here for trades, and let's get back to it. All right, Tier 2. All right, the following players in Tier 2 will likely require a first-round pick, maybe more, and Moses Moody. And, again, this is a this is a, a separate topic, but it's important that Moses Moody, and I, I don't like the thought of this, I don't like the idea of this, but this is the reality of the situation. Moses Moody is probably going to get traded. Excuse me there. You've, you've, you've probably seen the reports by now. We've talked about it as well. That Moody has expressed and his representatives have expressed to the team that he's incredibly unhappy with his role. And I don't blame him. He's a third-year player. He was a lottery pick, one of the deepest deepest drafts in NBA history. And he's getting DNP night after night. Steve Kerr clearly does not appreciate him. Steve Kerr does not see the value in him that I'm guessing other teams will see. And a lot of us, myself included, see as well. So the casualty in all this, and especially if you want to get Andrew Wiggins' contract off the books, is you're going to probably have to trade Moses Moody. So who can you get for Moses Moody and at least one first-round pick? And again, the trade machine, you could, you could do that yourself in terms of how it's going to work. But the players that are in Tier 2 are Jared Allen, center for the Cleveland Cavaliers. This might be my favorite player of all the players I'm going to name for you uh, today. He has three years remaining on his contract, including this year. He's making, a, an, on average, $20 million per year. I love this guy. He can pass the ball. He can score the ball. 
He is not an outstanding outside shooter, but most bigs just aren't that. But what he does give you is defense. He's a great chemistry guy, and he would seamlessly fit in with this team. I would wholeheartedly endorse Jared Allen being a part of this team. And on a side note, the Cleveland Cavaliers are a team that originally drafted Andrew Wiggins. And narratives are important to a certain extent with these trade ideas, right? Like making the story sound romantic, making it sound nostalgic for a fan base like the Cleveland Cavaliers because their front office will have to sell it to their fan base as well. And the Wiggins part of it might work in terms of selling the idea of it to Cleveland, considering once upon a time, he was their number one draft pick. So Jared Allen is an option. Toronto Raptors forward Pascal Siakam is an interesting one because we just learned, and I, and I didn't mention this on the show last night, but Pascal Siakam, um, the reason why negotiations between the Raptors and the Sacramento Kings fell through is because Siakam reportedly told the Kings that he does not want to sign a long-term deal with them. Pascal Siakam is set to be an unrestricted free agent. He currently makes $37 million approximately in the final year of his deal. And wherever he ends up, he is going to want a huge contract extension. So the Pascal Siakam part of it is tricky in the sense that we don't know if he wants to come to the Warriors. That, that's important. If he doesn't want to come to the Warriors, obviously you're giving back a lot less. If he does want to come to the Warriors and sign a long-term deal with the club, this is another part where the Andrew Wiggins side of it might be a little easier. He is Canadian. Uh, I believe he's from near Toronto. And you and again, he he's part of what would have to make the salaries work. You'd also be giving up Moses Moody. You'd probably have to give up someone else as well to make the salaries fully work. Um, hopefully Corey Joseph. And you probably have to throw in a first-round pick as well. But Pascal Siakam is a baller. He can play defense. With the Warriors spacing on offense, you'll likely see that three-point shooting percentage, which has taken a dip the last couple of years, go back up. He is, for his career, close to a 33% three-point shooter. So I don't consider his outside shooting as being an overwhelming negative. Um, but that's a possibility. Uh, and those are your two players for Tier 2. All right? There's only two players in it. It's not big. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? Let me see real quick in the chat. Um, if anyone hates the Pascal Siakam poison clan, 1707 says too much for Siakam. Uh, Raymond M says Siakam's the cheapest with the highest talent. The warriors might not even care if he walks. That is possible, especially since Steve Kerr is in a win now mode. All right, let's move on to tier three, tier three. Every player in this group, will likely require either a first-round pick or Moses Moody. And this is on top of whatever other players you throw in there to make the salaries match, right? Again, Andrew Wiggins is the goal for the Warriors in terms of what they want to move on from uh, because his contract is exorbitant and he is not producing for this Warriors team. And again, now that we're in Tier 3, you're going to have to have a, a somewhat open mind in terms of these players and whether or not you, you, it sounds good to you, right? Um, tier three is not going to be a, an eye opening, you know, barn blazer of a, of a pick, but these are the players in tier three. And remember one more time with tier three, you're going to have to throw in a first rounder or you're going to have to throw in Moses Moody. 
And that's on top of salaries, hopefully including Andrew Wiggins, that would make it work. First up on the list, Chicago Bulls center Nikola Vucevic. Offensively, he would be awesome. He gives you size. He can space the floor because he's not a bad outside shooter. He's a solid rebounder, not spectacular considering his size, but he's good, not great for a big. Nikola Vucevic uh, is in year one of a three-year, $60 million contract. So you're going to owe him two more years at 40 mil after this season. Um, but again, he's averaging 16.7 points per game this year. He's shooting 45.2% from the field. His three-point shot is down this year at 28.1. But again, he's overall, generally speaking, a threat. He provides offense, doesn't provide a lot of defense. This would be a slightly desperate move just to give the team a center. And by the way, Kevon Looney could be included in some of these deals as well, not just to match salary, but to remove any potential log jam at the center position. The next player is not a big, but is a player that I could see the Warriors making a play for um, because he can play power forward for the Golden State Warriors. And that's Portland Trailblazers forward Jeremy Grant. Now, Jeremy Grant has a massively huge deal. The Portland Trailblazers would love to get rid of him. If the Warriors approached the Trailblazers and said, we'll give you Andrew Wiggins and Moses Moody, they would, they would agree to that. I have no doubt in my mind. Now, Jeremy Grant is in year one of a five-year contract that pays him on average $30 million per year. It's actually a little more than that. I think he signed a five-year, $160 million extension. The dude can score. His career average, he's, this season he's averaging 22.1 points per game. This is the part that makes me like the idea of Jeremy Grant. He's shooting 47% from deep. So he would stretch the floor immediately. He would make life so much easier for Steph and Klay Thompson. Again, even though a lot of people consider him a wing, he can play uh, the stretch four. Um, he's a good, not great rebounder. His contract is massively huge. So again, tier three, these aren't players that you're going to be super happy with, but your team is improving if you make these deals. Next up, Detroit Pistons center, Isaiah Stewart. I like this kid. Isaiah Stewart has grit to him. And we heard Steve Kerr mention that word a few times. He's tough. He gives you an interior presence. Uh, he's still on a rookie deal. Um, so he doesn't make a ton of money. So to get Isaiah Stewart, um, and if you want to unload Andrew Wiggins' contract in the process, you'd have to get back from the Pistons, maybe someone like a Bogdanovich or someone like that, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But Isaiah Stewart is available, and he would be a solid, not great, but he would be a solid interior presence for the Golden State Warriors. He would bring you toughness inside. He would be the bruiser this team has sorely lacked for a couple of years now. So he's available. And again, his he's on a rookie deal. The Warriors would have the rights to him if they want to give him an extension beyond that. The next player is someone who I don't hear his name mentioned a lot. He is available, though. And I like the idea of him, personally. And that is Indiana Pacers forward Jalen Smith. This is someone who the Phoenix Suns uh, spent a lottery pick on him a few years ago. They passed up uh, Tyrese Halliburton for Jalen Smith. Did, moved on from him following a very short amount of time. And he has rejuvenated his career with the Indiana Pacers. He's a solid power forward. I would absolutely love him on the Golden State Warriors. I think he would also fit in beautifully behind the scenes. Um, he has one year remaining on his contract. After this season, he's making 
approximately 5.25 million per year. Uh, so the Pacers would have to throw something back in order for the Warriors to unload Andrew Wiggins in that deal. But if you're trading either a first round pick or Moses Moody, you can get Jalen Smith back. And I think he has a bright future. That would not be a decision that I would hate. I actually think Jalen Smith would be a solid piece to add for the Golden State Warriors. And the last one under Tier 3 is Orlando Magic Center Goga Bidats. And I really hope I pronounced that correctly. We saw him play just the other day when the, when the Warriors played the Orlando Magic. He's grossly underrated as a big. Um, his contract is also ridiculously cheap. Uh, 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 Bidats is in the final year of his deal. He's going to be a pending free agent. He's currently signed for the veteran minimum. So that could be tricky in terms of a trade. But if you're if you're offering the Orlando Magic Moses Moody and or a first round pick, he's available. He gives you size. He can actually stretch the floor. Um, and as you saw in that game recently, that was, that was that that is what made me curious about Goga was seeing that the Warriors Magic game just the other day. He is an improvement at the center position over Kevon Looney. There's no doubt about that. He gives you a seven footer um, on your roster, and yeah, so that's out there. The last and not least is tier four. And I can just sense the underwhelmment now from the fans. Like this is all that's out there. Yeah, it's, this is not a great year for trades, but tier four for the Golden State Warriors, another Orlando Magic Center. That's Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac uh, on the sea has two years remaining on his contract. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. After this year, one more remaining. He's making $17.4 million per year. Um, he can be had for cheap. And tier four, by the way, I should mention, you don't have to give up much. You can give up a couple second rounders and make salaries work beyond that. All you need to do is do a decent amount of schmoozing and you can get either Jonathan Isaac, John Collins from the Utah Jazz, who's making a ton of money. Uh, after the season, he's going to have two years remaining. He's making $26 million per, but he's you don't have to spend much. You could theoretically trade Wiggins and a second round pick for John Collins. That is a possibility. Um, and he would give you size. Uh, he looked good in, in Atlanta. He's not looking so good in Utah, but you can invest in him and make that work. Um, and just finishing up real fast, one more player on the list, and that's Atlanta Hawks center, Clint Capella. Again, you could probably offer Andrew Wiggins and a second rounder or two, and you could get a pretty decent center. So think amongst yourselves. Let me know what you think. I'm going to have Kevin Dana's thoughts on this tomorrow. Have a great night, everyone. Bye-bye. <clears throat>